Welcome to the CTG Nation podcast, episode 58. We're going to be talking about law enforcement recruiting. Kind of a hard topic. Uh, definitely hard nowadays. Uh, I participated in my first recruiting event at the University of South Carolina, my old stomping grounds. I'm going to get into what that event was, uh, you know, where it was at Carolina. And then I'm going to get into the good, the bad, and the ugly of what I saw. All right, welcome back, guys. So I'm going to get into kind of the invite that was <clears throat> sent to our leadership. Um, just so I can give you an idea of anybody listens to this, um, if you're going to be getting into recruiting or uh, if you have any conversations with anybody at your departments or if it just comes up in general conversation, just something to kind of uh, guide y'all with kind of my first experience. So email went out to our leadership from... Uh, USC, one of the assistant professors at the uh, Criminology and Criminal Justice Department there at South Carolina. So and I'm going to kind of chop this up a little bit for kind of, I'm just going to chop it up just for OPSEC, just to keep it a little shorter. Dear Sheriff, we're writing uh, to invite y'all to the annual Criminology and Criminal Justice Internship slash Career Fair on this date. The event is being hosted by Alpha Phi Sigma, the University of South Carolina's Criminal Justice Honor Society, in partnership with the Department of Criminology and Criminal Justice. We're looking forward to this year's event and believe it will benefit both you and our criminology students tremendously. We hope it will serve as an opportunity for you to meet and speak with our students who are getting ready to go on the job market or are interested in internships. And this was held at um, kind of the main ballroom up in the Russell House on Green Street for anybody that's familiar with Carolina. That's just the um, little student student center there. Um, so I'm kind of part of the another one of my little hats I like to wear. Uh, <clears throat> part of the recruiting team for my department because I kind of was one of the people that came up with it and was kind of wanting to help address uh, some recruiting and retention problems that I saw or that I see everywhere. So, <clears throat> like I said, the good, the bad, ugly, and I broke this down um, just with what I saw, um, what what I did, and I encourage other people to do to try to to try to legitimately recruit people. Um, so the good side of it. Uh, you get to see all these other departments. You get to see what all these other departments have, um, have conversations with them and have it's, um, you know, it could be just goodies that they have there or kind of, you can see kind of what their kind of sales pitches and what kind of benefits they might have. Um, so it's kind of like a trade show, you know, you'll have branded gear or whatever. Um, so little knickknack stuff like that. Uh, some people think it's trivial. Some people are like, oh, don't hand it out to them if they don't seem really interested or whatever. Um, but it's just like <clears throat> logos and branding for a company where like if it sticks out or, you know, it's sitting in their dorm room and they're looking at it and they're getting close to graduation and they see see something that just makes them, I don't know, inspired to get into law enforcement and be like, hey, let me check this out. Let me do a ride along. Let me have a conversation with somebody. Um, 
you just never know. I mean, you're kind of getting into kind of business marketing type stuff for a law enforcement entity, but it's kind of, I think it kind of goes hand in hand. Um, so a benefit of going to this is you get to try to present and sell your department and use kind of your own sales pitch. So you kind of get to do it your way, say it your way. Um, like I said, to sell your department and a big thing that I would think that these students like to hear I'm not, I still think I'm young enough to remember what I liked to hear from some people when I was looking at what I wanted to get into back in the day. But, um, you know, while you're selling your department, um, which that can be, it depends, it depends where you are in the state. You know, if you're somewhere on the coast, be like, Oh, you're close to the beach. It's better pay, whatever. If it's Greenville, it's like, Oh, it's one of the growing cities. It's up near the mountains. You gotta, don't be fake with it, obviously. And if you're going to be fake with it, I mean, don't go to these kind of events. I mean, the, you need to be genuine. Um, but during that, during your sales pitch, you can kind of weave in kind of your path and how you got into law enforcement because, most people that are in law enforcement did not plan on going into law enforcement. It wasn't their uh, number one goal. It's not what they went to school for. They were wondering what they were going to do after they got out of the military. Um, and I'll get into that. That's even a, still a small major at uh, at USC. Um, so along with kind of telling them your path and how you got there and where you are in the department now, you can kind of weave that into – their goals. And I say that because, and this, I get down into the, I'll hit on this a little bit more further, further down and kind of the, the cons or the bad side of it. But a lot of these students, I think I've said these, said this in past episodes, um, their goal is not to go into local law enforcement. Everybody wants to go to the fucking FBI or be on the marshals or they want to, they just see all the fed stuff or they, you know, watch some show and it's, you know, SVU in New York and like, and that's good to have those goals. That's good. There's people that do it, but it's not realistic for most people. And a big stat that I like to throw out and the numbers might be a little different now, but when I was looking at, uh, when I was really interested in wanting to go in FBI for a short period, um, the average incoming age of an FBI agent was 28. Uh, when you graduate with your undergrad, you're usually like 21, 22, 23. So what are you doing in that time frame? Are you getting a master's? Are you learning a language? Or are you, uh, you know, are they picking up people that were in the military that have, say, about 10 years of experience and got their degree while they were in and you're getting, you know, legitimate uh, bilingual NCO, or are you going to get just some straight dude from USC that's just an average white guy? You got to see what you're doing at that time frame, and what you're doing to get experience. So, along with that sales pitch, um, I didn't get to dig. Well, it just there wasn't a lot of interaction. I'll get, I'll cover that later, but. There's certain pitches you need to at least have in, have in your back pocket just in case. Um, so even though, I mean, nowadays it's kind of hard to sell some of these because 
we're being short-staffed and like the environment isn't necessarily the best but um if you're on a rotating shift um if you're on shift work technically you only work 15 days you know about 15 days depending on what kind of month it is but you're only working half the time. You got days off during the week. You got every other weekend off. I mean, when you're fully staffed, that's a pretty good gig. Um, I've always said that at least on patrol, which is all that I've done, anything else I've done is just like a collateral position. I still think there's a lot of freedom on the road, depending on how busy your region, jurisdiction, department is. You know, there's some days where you're going to be a slave to the radio. It's going to suck. Um, you know, weekend out on the lake. It's going to be busy around there. People are drunk, whatever. You know, school's out. But for the most part, you can sell that to people where you do have a lot of freedom out there where it's like, hey, you still got to get your calls for service and stuff. But, um, you know, if you want to reach out to the community and not necessarily, and I'm kind of selling this as like when you're on patrol and not necessarily on a cat team or um, any type of community interaction team. Um, you can go out to the businesses, you know, shake some hands, kiss some babies, um, stop some cars, work some interdiction work, um, get on the highways. If you can do that, uh, if you ha- even have highways in your jurisdiction or some places don't even have interstate, um, but you have a lot of freedom to do the different aspects of the job. Um, one thing that I like, and that's why I ended up where I'm at now, actually the last two departments that, that I was attracted to, um, if it's a smaller or like smaller, medium size department, you can kind of grow with the department and be a part of that growth and have input in that growth. Um, that's why I kind of like where I'm at because um, it's kind of in the middle of the other two departments that I've been at. Like I said, you can already sell locations. Um, half the university, I want to say it's a little bit over half, is out-of-state people. So are these people want to go to other states or are they wanting to stay in South Carolina? South Carolina is a very popular place to go now. Um, you know, Even across the whole state, it doesn't just have to be Greenville or Charleston. Um, it, is a, it is a destination for a lot of people. They want to come here to the for the weather. They want to be out in the country. Um, not every jurisdiction is going to have all of these options, but there's large, uh, large counties that are over 200,000 people. There's counties that have under 50,000 people. I think you have all the options, all the type of law enforcement options you would want in South Carolina. So figure out how to sell that. Um, and then also depending on the departments, there's always the potential for fast promotions and specialized units. And that's what kind of most of the questions were about. It's, it's, uh, nobody wants to stay on shift forever. No one wants to be on patrol forever. So don't lie to them don't deceive them. But I know at my department, if you have goals and you're squared away and you do what you're supposed to do. You can get on whatever unit you want to, and you can get whatever promotion you want to. So if you put that work in, um, because we're so desperate for talent, um, if you got it, you're going to, you know, if you want it, you're going to get it. So, all right, so that's good. Now, 
to the bad, which isn't really bad, bad. Um, but it's just kind of how I, I kind of hashed it out. And while I was on shift, I was kind of thinking about this while I was just driving along slow night. Um, so the bad part, um, the bad part for, I think for us at this event was a lot of the questions were not what I stated just above in regards of like the good side of this. I had to kind of bring that in, weave that stuff in, um, to try to get the conversation kind of where I want it. Um, so a lot of the questions were more like, how do I explain it? Like generic corporate questions. Like I literally had, I was already talking to somebody else, but there was a, a group of girls that walked up and one of them was like, oh yeah, well, what are your benefits? Okay. Um, that's kind of a hard question for us to answer because there's, uh, you know, there's not a lot, uh, and by benefits, there are benefits, but there, she was talking about benefits like 401ks and like I said, the corporate type stuff. Um, not the benefits that I talked about, like having a lot of freedom on the job and promotions. And those are the benefits I think of. They were asking about like monetary benefits and free healthcare. And, um, like I said, a lot of like a lot of corporate benefits, not operational benefits. If that, I don't know, doesn't sound too brash. Um, because we are all, or, you know, we're all on the same kind of South Carolina state plan. Uh, some counties are a little bit better with their retirement. If you retire from the county, you get a little bit of like a retirement pay. Uh, mine does not. Um, we're all on the same insurance for the most part. Um, insurance and first response, like, isn't that great? I mean, I know people that have literally went back to the reserve and, you know, and they'll lie to you and be like, Oh, I just want to be a Marine. or I just want to be a soldier again. And this and that. And no, motherfucker, you did it for TRICARE. We see that all the time. If you did it, I mean, I get it. Good for you. But don't lie to yourself about being all freaking hoorah, and but you went back in for benefits. Just saying. Anyway, off the soapbox. Um, also, a lot of them asked about internships. So really, the only places that have formal internships are the bigger departments that we have to fight all the time. Um, but. I don't see why everybody can't have at least some at least some loose outline of a program for an internship. It's like, hey, I want to go back, you know, say people go home for the summer. Hey, I want an internship at my local sheriff's office. And, you know, if it's if it's a local person here in South Carolina, you know, they want to go back to Hampton County, Union County. I'm I'm saying random ones, but you know, you get what I'm saying. Um, some places that aren't going to be as big and have these programs like the Richlands, the Greenvilles, the Charlestons. That's why I'm giving those examples. Um, kind of put those together. Like what would it look like for you to have a college student on an internship at your department? Like 
You probably need to have a program for that because that's what they were all asking about. Um, like, I, I don't have a program for that, obviously, but uh, that's something to bring to your leadership where if you don't have that, that's – we got that question from almost everybody, and we don't have one. Um, and then a lot of people – we're only asking about <clears throat> specialized units. They didn't necessarily ask about promotions, but just, oh, how fast can you get on investigations? How fast can you get on SRT? How fast can you become a narcotics officer? Um, so we kind of had to dance around that where, you know, there's some places that have, you know, a two-year requirement on the road. Um, if you have some type of military experience or specialized college experience and, you know, whatever, um, then you you can move up faster. There's always exceptions. There's, you know, there's always exceptions. Um, let me see that with policies at your department all the time where it's, they, they can be bent, but not broken depending on who it is or what it was, or it's always different. Um, I don't mean to throw that negatively, but we all have negative and positive experiences with policy to where they can be flexible or not. Um, those were kind of the, I mean, they're not like bad, bad, but it's just kind of the inconvenient truth of what we got to deal with in first response. All right. So the ugly side of it. Um, and unfortunately, it's going to sound like I'm talking about more negative stuff than positive stuff, but it's that's more because of the environment that we're in and we got to combat that to show people why public service, specifically law enforcement, um, is important, even if they don't do it for 25 years, 27 years. Um, I think it's one of those things um, where not enough people do public service, and the state of society shows that. Um, so the ugly sides of this event, there was not a lot of kids there. Um, the entire time, there was more law enforcement in the room than there was students. Um, it is a small major um, at USC. I always um, heard a lot of people. Maybe it was more when I was there and maybe it's gone down. I, I don't really know. I didn't really find the exact numbers on that, but just kind of rough numbers. I mean, it's a, it's a smaller, smaller, easy major at USC. Um, kind of these these aren't exact numbers these are kind of guesstimate numbers off of graduate levels and I know like over time your your classes get smaller so I would say roughly the criminal justice department there is um I would say it's about 600 to 800 students and that's out of 26,000 students at the main campus in Columbia uh not not a lot um you know, they're graduating between over the last like five years, it's about, um, you know, high 100. So 150 to 200 bachelor degrees per year. And they have multiple um, graduations a year. And then I want to say in turn, I can't remember exactly which year this was in my notes, but it was they do not graduate a lot of, not a lot of people get a master's in criminal justice from there. It was only seven, I guess, from like two years ago, something like that. Um, another thing was all the kids were attracted to any of the fed tables. Uh, the marshal service was there. Um, 
the ATF was there. The FBI was supposed to be there. I'm going to pull up a list here real quick if you hear me clicking around. Um, so feds, I'm not looking at the local departments that were there. Yeah, marshals. I don't remember seeing the FBI. The Federal Bureau of Prisons was there. They were getting a lot of people. Uh, U.S. Penitentiary Atlanta was there. Uh, looks like the rest of everybody else is state. So it was all the Fed tables that they were attracted to. Um, and SLED. Um, a lot of people went to Highway Patrol. Just going down the list here. course there was a lot of people at richland county they had a big corner booth and had a big big display and everything um going down the list here do, 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 do. we were next to york county york county was out at the fair all this last year which was one of my one of my things i brought up to my leadership um the university has their own law enforcement division which you know they put their <laughs> they put their table at the front door we've got a good relationship with them so i don't mean to punk them but uh so they were getting a lot of attention too because they've got um, some good some good programs and benefits for students. Um, so that's what you're competing with. Um, everybody's like, oh, I want to go in the FBI. And I threw that stat out to you. Um, maybe do some research and, and look into, you know, what the average incoming agent age is. Um, be it the Bureau or just if you can look up like a whole federal level. Um, <clears throat> I can't imagine that there would be too much of a difference between any federal law enforcement job out there. Um, and then I'm going to, unfortunately, I'm going to leave you on a negative um, today. So all of that put together. Um Everything that I've seen from, you know, because I go across the state, be it helping Valkyrie and um, going to training events just within, you know, my professional development, going to the academy, having conversations with people in all these places, in state, out of state. Um, it's going to be hard to fill these spots. That's why it's really important to get this recruiting and retention down. Uh, we're going to have to start getting creative. We're going to have to go to these events all the time. We're going to have to put in, uh, you know, a lot of squeeze for not a lot of juice. The society is not necessarily working in our favor because um, even with retention at our departments, just because of the world we live in and everybody that's listened to this knows this, that there's just a lack of resiliency, which is why I spoke about that and why we're going to have a part two on it. But that lack of resiliency and fortitude for the job. Um, you're seeing, you know, everybody was seeing everything on the news in 2020. Um, you know, you're short staffed, so your hours are going to suck. Um, the pay is 
getting there. Um, but all this stuff is going to have to be, I definitely see changes in law enforcement where, um, there's just gonna have to be some type of change with, uh, and I'm going to brainstorm this a little bit more and have somebody else on the podcast about it. And we're just going to talk about possible changes when it comes to, you know, how can we, how can we still be proactive? Do we need to be more stationary, like a fire, like a firehouse? Um, you know, not being able to patrol a, a county with, you know, however many people. I mean, if we're patrolling with, if we're patrolling the whole county with seven, that's a good night for us. That's a full shift for us. There's other places where 15 is a full shift for them. And it just depends how big and how populous your county is. Um, one interesting thing that was brought up was, you know, if we're short all the time, where does that extra money go for an officer? I was told for our county, it goes into the general fund. Um, if that money is allotted to the sheriff's office, here's a question you need to ask. Why doesn't that money go back into the sheriff's office? And in what capacity? Should it go back to your people? Should it go to other equipment you may need, other training you need? Um, anything that's left over in the salary budget, should that be given out to the employees that were there for the full year as kind of like a like a Christmas bonus, like a corporate uh, holiday bonus? That would be one of the – I don't even know if that would really be a benefit. It's like, hey, you're short the whole time, so here's – but. You know, people were asking about corporate benefits like that. It's like, all right, you know, if the the salary budget doesn't get used up, does that money go back to your employees? I don't know. Just food for thought. I'm thinking out loud here. That's not that's not really a thing, but maybe it should. Um. So, everybody's listening. Just keep fighting the fight. If you got more questions about what we did and I'll be going to another, another recruiting event, uh, next month. Um, we're kind of, kind of pushing to try to go to one every single month, try to go to ones in different parts of the state. Um, you know, within reason, you know, we're not necessarily going to be able to, you know, stay out of town for a day or two or whatever, but it's going to be more of like a day trip type thing, which is, which is doable in South Carolina. I mean, there's no, I, I really don't think there's an excuse to not go to every corner of the state or at least try to do that on the front end and see if it's beneficial. If it's not, and it's a waste of money, then somebody will bitch about it. Right. I hope this was beneficial. Makes you think about some things. Um, if you have any questions, just message us on the Instagram as always. That's the easiest way to get a hold of us. And we are trying to get that engagement up. So hope you enjoyed. As always, make sure to like, share, review, and subscribe to everything CTG on our Facebook, Instagram, including our website and uh, buy a t-shirt or two or something. I'll give you a discount code coming up soon, maybe, or just ask me for one. I'll give you one. Talk to you guys later. See ya.